no, not them. I'm your host, Eric Stroll. Along with me, as always, is my cohort, my compatriot, my co-conspirator, Bill Salt. I am the Les Paul to your Ibanez. Ooh, good one. I like that. So, after last week's uh, fiasco, we had some technical difficulties here. Uh, Wait, why, why is it we? I mean, I, I believe you're the one that doesn't know how to press the button. Well, you had a power outage, and I did press the button. It's just that somehow the recording got damaged. So what we're going to do this week is what we were going to do last week. So that makes this week last week, and it's going to make next week this week. No, no, no. Let's, oh my God. <laughs> so what we're got now is uh, a continuation of our movie theme. So this is going to be Eric and Bill go to the movies part two, Redux. The deja vuing. Ooh, I like that. The deja vuing. All right. So we can, we decided that we wanted to talk about some of our favorite movie soundtracks. Um, I'm an unprepared asshole. So I really didn't do a top 10, but I have a bunch of really cool ones. Yeah, and even though we had to do this all over again, you still did not even bother to do anything else with your list. No, I didn't. I mean, I'm hoping here, you know, I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, but I think I think that you realized that some of the mistakes you made last time and you wanted to do it again to correct it because you know how wrong your opinion was. It's the same list. I, I, that doesn't look like the same list. I don't see Titanic on there. Titanic was definitely on there last time. Titanic was not on there. Near, far, wherever you are. And we just lost five listeners. <laughs> I think it was the dude from Bahrain and the dude from Germany that left. No. No. Do we lost Germany? We lost Germany. Oh, no. I loved your pretzels. I know. <laughs> Okay, so let's start with uh, Bill's uh, number 10 soundtrack of all time. Okay, number 10 soundtrack of all time is The Breakfast Club. Ooh, John Hughes classic. Yes, yes. It uh, stars the famous Don't You Forget About Me, um, but also there's songs by Wang Chung, Fire in the Twilight. Right. And We Are Not Alone is another really great song. I mean, songs that were, Crown Tacks that were done in the 80s, to me sometimes were perfect because they had sounds that weren't um you know songs that weren't there all the time right you know everybody knows wang chung for everyone have fun tonight there are other songs people kind of forgot right that's like uh everybody knows oingo boingo for a dead man's party yes but there's way much more oingo and, boingo wait well there. hold on dead man's party oh jeez. everybody knows oingo boingo for weird science that true but i know them for dead man's party you you are weird <laughs> no i'm right. not so so, Eric, your number... <laughs> My number... <laughs> I'm going to go with American Graffiti. Okay, all right. Very good. Don't remember hearing that one last time, but no, you didn't change anything. It was on there. I just, it was just in the honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah, I can't disagree. American Graffiti was a good good soundtrack. Yes, it was. Um, a lot of cl- good, uh, you know, classic old 50s and 60s, ro- 50s rock and roll. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. What's your number nine? Number nine um, is Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Yes. Ooh. If if for nothing more than Huey Lewis in the news, oh. that, that belongs on Starts there. off with the power of love, and then just like, it goes almost uh, through time, through the movie. Right. You know, so it's like you can listen to it, and you're hearing the movie all over again. And it starts with, you know, Marvin Berry, the great Marvin Berry, Chuck Berry's cousin. That's right. 
This is your cousin Marvin. Yeah. Well, that's the best part on the soundtrack. They called Marvin Berry and the Starlighters. They, right. they gave them their fake name um, for doing what they did when they did Johnny B. Good. You know, right. second best um, Johnny B. Good next to Judas Priest. See, I always wanted to build an amp like Marty McFly had in that. I don't remember what amp. Oh, the, oh, you mean the big amp in the beginning? Yes. Right? That amp blew up. Yeah, but I would make mine better. <laughs> it was a bad solder joint. That's all it was. It was a bad. It was a bad. He turned everything up to full volume, which, as any musician knows, you don't do no matter what. Says who? No, you don't start at full volume. You gradually make it to there. No, you work your way down. And he didn't use a whammy pedal. I've never used a whammy pedal in my life. Well, I've used one. I don't prefer it because I have terrible hand-foot coordination. You have terrible brain-mouth coordination as well. I won't deny it. (laughs) All right, so for my next one, number... Uh, we're going to go with the soundtrack to Judgment Night. Oh, can't argue with that. Right. So many good songs on there. Um, Onyx and Biohazard. Uh, who else makes appearances on there? Slayer and Ice-T. Slayer and Ice-T. Mud Honey and Sir Mix-A-Lot. If two bands <laughs> you've never thought were together. Right. What do you got at eight? Eight is Judgment Night. Same thing. Like hey. Pretty much, even though you didn't make a list. You were right on with mine. Oh, there, there you yeah, go. Because I think Judge, you know, I, you had Aerosmith and Run DMC start it. Anthrax and Public Enemy kept it going. Right. But Judgment Night, I think, solidified that rock and metal, well, rap and metal, can actually coexist. Yes, they can. Strangely enough, I've never seen the movie, but I absolutely love the soundtrack. Yeah, it's a great soundtrack, and it's a pretty cool movie, too. You should check it out sometime. Yeah, I was actually going to check it out uh-huh. last time we did this, Yeah, and I still haven't. all right so for um my next entry uh i'm gonna go with uh like kind of a group entry (sighs) go ahead go ahead it's the rob zombie films yep house of a thousand corpses devil's rejects three from hell uh his two halloween flicks uh there's such such great 70s sound capsules um there's so much good stuff on there and one thing I like about the way Zombie did it is he picks songs that are going to kind of set the tone for the scene. Um, perfect example, at the end of um, The Devil's Rejects, when the Firefly family is going down the road to the final shootout, Freebird's playing. Okay. The only Rob Zombie movie I've ever seen was El Super Bisto. You're missing out, my son. I, I, I know I am. I have people... Have, I've have as a bought to give Halloween uh, one and two, the Rob Zombie ones. I just have not watched them yet. Right. It's not that I don't want to. I'm not anti Rob Zombie and I love horror movies. Yes. I just have not gotten around even watching any of it yet. Yes, because you're too busy watching The Breakfast Club. There's nothing wrong with The Breakfast Club. I can't lie. <laughs> I love that movie too. I love that movie too. I thought Ali, I, I had such a such a crush on Ali Sheedy in that movie. Well, I mean, we all were, in high school, we were all one of those people. Most of us like to think we were Bender. Right. But I think most of us were um, trying to get the elephant trunk to light. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but you were, the, you were probably the guy that got his ass cheeks taped together by the wrestling team, weren't you? No, 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 
<laughs> All right, what do you got next? Oh, where was I? Oh, yes, The Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero. Yes, terrible, terrible movie, but f- a fu- it's one of those two so bad it's good movies, which, and I do enjoy it. It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Um, the soundtrack is this is the time when it was. You had ACDC, Anthrax, uh, Alice in Chains. Right. It was it was the music that was popular at the time, and it just makes fun of that whole that the genre that Arnold Schwarzenegger created. And it was nice he could laugh at himself for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, by that point, a lot of people were laughing at him, so why not join in on the joke? Yeah, and it was. It's like I said, it's one of those movies. It's a fu- it is a fun movie. If anybody goes into that movie looking for a serious action movie, don't. Right. But it is absolutely it's absolutely fun. It's not as bad as Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. There are a few movies that are as bad as Stop as My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> that, I mean, that, we could go over like and one day we could do just the terrible movies that you know some that are good that you just <clears> have to watch and some that don't watch ever. Some that are so bad they're good. Yeah, there's there's that list, and then there's just so bad. It's like, oh my god, why did I waste my time watching that? Right. I mean, it's two hours of your life you'll never get back, and you'll you 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 regret that forever. Okay, so next on my list, I'm gonna do another group entry. Of course you will. I mean, why not? Let's make this a top 100. Why don't we? <laughs> well, with the next entry, we're gonna get over 20. Yep. It's Quentin Tarantino's uh, canon. Okay. I mean, Tarantino's done some fantastic movies. Um, the Kill Bill 1 and 2, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown. They're all great movies, and he puts such really cool soundtracks to them. Um, and like he, the one thing I noticed that Tarantino likes to do is he likes to kind of fit songs to characters, mm-hmm. which I think is a really cool device and moves his movies along quite nicely considering the fact that he does a lot of time jumps and uh, non-linear things in his movies. Yeah, his movies are all over the place. You gotta be paying close attention to, right. to one of his movies. Well, the first time I saw Pulp Fiction, I was drunk in a, in a movie theater at Fort Davis, Panama, so <laughs> figure that one out. I, I had to watch that movie four times before I could figure out what was going on. I don't remember if the first one I saw was Reservoir Dogs <clears throat> or Pulp Fiction. But I remember thinking they were the same movie. Well, for the longest time, I thought they were the same movie. Well, the thing is, um, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction tie into the same universe. Yeah. The Vega Brothers Mm -hmm. uh, with the Vega Brothers. But that's an interesting little Easter egg. Actually, a lot of Tarantino's movies share the same universe. Mm -hmm. He's a true auteur. You know, everything's tied together somehow. Oh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy most of his movies. I don't think I could, like I said, between him and Robert Rodriguez, because I get them confused because they make such similar movies and appear in each other's movies. Yes. That that sometimes it's like it's hard to remember which one did what. Right. Because I'm a big fan of Desperado. Right. Desper- oh, Desperado is such a good movie. Yeah, and, it, and it is, that is such a, uh, just a wonderful, just shooting fest. Oh, my God. Antonio, and it was a star-making vehicle for Antonio Banderas. Oh, yeah. Uh, such a good movie, such a and cool soundtrack too. A lot of oh yeah, n- a lot of good flamenco, mm-hmm. uh, flamenco guitar on there, and that's the Robert Rodriguez influence. Yep, that's a that's a wonderful soundtrack. Yes. All right, what's your next one, Bill? Was I up already? Yes. Oh, uh, Escape from L.A. Ooh, Snake Plissken. Yes. Now, I like the soundtrack, the score, and the soundtrack to this are just amazing. I love them both. This soundtrack is stuff by Stabbing Westward. It's very like industrial 90s 
Rob Zombie. Uh, it's either Rob Zombie or White Zombies on there doing the title track. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that one. But I know this also has Sugar Ray on it. Before that every morning, Halo on the pest bed, whatever thing. Before he sold out, for lack of a better term. Yeah. It's called 10 Seconds Down. Okay. It is such an awesome metal track. Huh. That's the Sugar Ray we should have gotten. Instead, we got Mark McGrath, Ex- shiny and happy and shitty. Exactly. I mean, it's like what they did before that. And like I said, sometimes, you hey, you got to make... You gotta make your money somewhere. You gotta buy your guitar string oh, somewhere. Oh, I knew that was coming. I, I was I figured it was happening and I <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there's another great soundtrack. Decline of Western Civilization 2, the Metal Years. Yes, it's on your list. No, but I just put it on. <laughs> Wait, I think that's on your list. Oh, it definitely is on my list. I believe I remember that from last time. Yep. Okay, so let's take one off of my list. Straight out of Compton. Okay. I mean, Ice. Uh, Ice T, Dr. Dre, Easy E, uh, MC Ren. You know, it's it's NWA. It's the genesis of West Coast gangster rap. It's you know just it's a really cool capsule of their career. Yep. I've never seen the movie, but I did. I did listen to NWA back when Straight Outta Compton came out. I remember being introduced to that. I want to say in junior high, which was strange. Yes, we, I was one of those suburban white kids that all of a sudden, you know, I'm I'm from Southside, Heighton. You see, I got I got that's about the time I got into NWA as well. But if you're gonna watch Straight Outta Compton, do yourself a favor and watch that, and then watch CB4 mm-hmm. because CB4, uh, the Chris Rock comedy, is basically a comedic version of. Straight out of Compton, uh, fifteen years before they did yeah. <laughs> the Straight Out of Compton movie, and when Chris Rock was funny, oh, oh hilarious! It's got Charlie Murphy in it. <gasps> Charlie Murphy, Charlie Murphy. Uh, yeah, Charlie Murphy plays uh, uh, plays Gusto. Now, now I want to see it just for Charlie Murphy. It's great. Uh, you'll love it. You'll love it. What you got next? Next is uh, one that uh, is one of the few sound... Wait, wait, hold on. What wait. number are we on so we I don't have... lose track? Jeez. Uh, I'm going to go five? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you see, I, full disclosure, I forgot my paper at home, so I had to remember all these from memory. You lie? That... <laughs> you lie? He called his nine-year-old son. Ryan, can you please read me my list? Yeah, and he read it too, didn't he? So there. So, well, congratulations. The kid's smarter than you. Anyway, <laughs> number five is one of the few ones on my list that is a period movie, but, okay. but the soundtrack was not of that time. Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. Great movie. Yes. Two, double soundtrack with uh, Ted Nugent, Foghat, Kiss. I mean, everybody, everything beside, not disco. There's no disco on it. You can disco free. Right, it was it was good seventies rock and it roll. It was the good seventies music, and this this is the one soundtrack when you listen to it. I listened to it. I wished I was born ten years earlier, so I could have enjoyed the seventies at the seventies peak. Right, I, I I can't disagree with you on that. I mean, it's it's a great soundtrack. Like you said, you got Uncle Ted on there, uh, Alice Cooper, yep, um, Kiss. Oh, there's so oh so many. Like I said, it's, it's nineteen songs. At least, I think, on the first one. And then the second one, even more dazed and confused. They right. just do a whole bunch more. And it's like every song. they I don't know how they packed that many songs in the movie. 
You know, but I mean, it starts off with Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo. Oh, Rick Derringer. Yeah, which is just an awesome song <clears throat> to just start a soundtrack off to. Yeah. You know, and it just ke- it just keeps going all the way through. The no More Mr. Nice Guy is on there. Um, I think Stranglehold by Kiss. I'm uh, not Kiss. <laughs> Ted Nugent. Um, it's just so many great, so much great stuff on that soundtrack. Gene wishes he had wrote Stranglehold. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the movie, too. It's yeah, like, it's, it's, a, it's that, a, such a fun movie. It's that wonderful coming-of-age movie for the 70s. When the, the 80s was... Growing up in the 80s was not the same as growing up in the 70s. No, it wasn't. And the, the funny part is... Children of the 80s, we like to think that we had it, you know, better. We did not. We had it better than next generations, but the 70s, oh, they just had more fun than we did. Right. And if if we can't thank um, Dazed and Confused enough, it gave us Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> It'd be much cooler if you did. Yep. <laughs> and it also uh, broke Ben Affleck. Yep, O'Banion, the, <laughs> the most hated character that you just love to see him get his comeuppance in that film. Yeah, O'Banion was the he was the typical high school jock dick. Yep, we all we all knew that person, and it was so nice to just see him get his. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to go where I was about to go. <laughs> uh, okay, so my next one, I'm going to go with Romeo and Juliet. Okay, okay. I mean, I mean, Shakespearean did not seem to go down you know your path, but. Well, I'm not talking about, like, the Shakespearean. I'm talking about the 90s. Oh, because I, I thought you was a big Renfair person. No. No, that's you. That's you. Guilt, guilty. You're the... You, wait, wait. We had this conversation a little bit earlier. Today is National Scrapple Day. <laughs> um, oh, no, yeah, yeah. Gray meat day is what it is. Gray paste. Me being... Ugh. Me being, a, a, you know, of Pennsylvania Dutch extraction... I love Scrapple. Scrapple is wonderful. No, it is delicious. It's nasty. It's nasty, and you know it's nasty. This is coming from a guy who competed in haggis eating contests. There's nothing wrong with haggis. <laughs> haggis is gross. Haggis is delicious. No. Okay. Can't do it, man. And, and I and I gotta say, eating, having having a contest where you have to eat it with your hands behind your back, ugh, like the pie eating contest. From Stand By Me. Oh God! I think I would have. I think I would have hurled like the kid oh, in the Stand By Me pie oh, eating it was, contest. It was. It was. It's just. It's just a delicious. I get it. I get it like once, maybe once every few years when I'm able to get it. Oh, but it is so delicious. No, no, that's that Scrapple. No, Scrapple is delicious. No, you got to put ketchup or mayonnaise or syrup or some something on it just to make it taste better. You know this. No, you don't have to. Yeah. Well. My dad actually puts mustard on his scrapple. See? See that? Yeah. Haggis? No one you'll never hear something. Yeah. Hey, could you please pass the ketchup for my haggis? You'll never hear that. But the thing is, you'll you're not e- you're that. not even eating real haggis because you can't put the lung meat in it. Yeah, I know that. But you know, if I want lung meat, I'll just eat scrapple. So no, there's no lungs in scrapple. I've made scrapple. There's everything else in scrapple. That's right. Garbage food. Oh, and haggis isn't. Let's take all the organ meats, some fucking rolled oats, and we'll put it in a in like some, a sheep's bladder. In a, a sheep's, sheep's a sheep's bladder, no less. So there you get the the natural piss flavoring too. All right. Boil oh. it for seventeen hours. Oh, it's not that long. Okay, it's thirteen. Look, we've got we've hey, if we've got we still have our Irish listeners. They will protect you know tell how great Scrapple is. We love you, Ireland. We love you. I mean, I know it's not Scotland, but it's close enough, I think, right? I mean, they're kind of 
No. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Not exactly. The you're same. gonna you're gonna run off our Irish listeners. No, no. I'm I, I know they're not the same thing because they're you know, one is like like above England, the other one is next to kind of England. Right. But saying they're kind of the same? Well, a, an, an Irishman will kill you for that. I think a Scotsman would too. I'm not a fucking Scot. <sighs> okay. <laughs> What's next on your list? Was I up again or did you just... We me... just did Romeo and Juliet for my list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, next up at number four is This is Spinal Tap. Great soundtrack, great movie. Yes. I love Spinal Tap. I actually own the soundtrack... I own the DVD, and I actually own uh, at least one. I would have to go through my CD collection to figure out how many, but at least one of their later records called Break Like the Wind. Yeah, I have that as well. I have all, and uh, I also have, now, there was um, a British TV show, done the Comedy Store Presents, right? which was uh, Rick Mile, Adrian Edmondson, and all those guys, before Spinal Tap. Okay. They, they did a mockumentary called Bad News. Yes, where it was a terrible band, just and the the bad things that happened to them, you know. Coincidentally, of course, Rob Reiner comes up with Spinal Tap. I think he was influenced by the the boys across the pond. Yeah, he probably was. And it is, I mean, but it's not where Spinal Tap actually was good enough to make a decent soundtrack. The Bad News soundtrack is as bad as you think it is. I mean. <laughs> But it is also, it's like when you got Adrian Embison as Vim Fuego yelling at the top of his lungs <laughs> um, and telling people to shut up. You know, it's, it's, it's more like Vivian doing a, you know. I, I was just about to ask, is it Vivian Bastard fronting it, a band? It's, it pretty much is, and it's hilarious. And it's like, and you know, they make fun of it that Vim Fuego is just his stage name and they keep calling him Alan. <laughs> so like I said, it's very... It's very humorous. It kind of like, uh, kind of like the South Park episode where um, they, where Peter and Lois go to Kiss Stock and they run into the band at Denny's, and Lois is there. Heim, Heim wins. To Gene Simmons. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like I said. I like Sp- Spinal Tap is better because it has the better soundtrack. What's your favorite song on the Spinal Tap soundtrack? Oh. Probably Big Bottom. It's Big, just it's just such a fun song. Big Bottom. I got I I love Big Bottom. Yeah, Stonehenge as well though. I mean it's just <laughs> where all the little people in Stonehenge. Just, the funny part about Stonehenge is like no, and I'm at that stage where it's like you can't mention Stonehenge in any fashion without me bringing up you know, like, where the demons dwell. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay, how about how about Sex Farm? <laughs> that's a that's a funny funny one. That's a great song. They, Sex farm woman, I'll be a hired hand. Yeah, like I said, the whole soundtrack is like even like the old like well when they do cups and cakes. I mean they really Cup. made they made like a history of the band which didn't exist. Tonight I'm gonna rock you. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, that's when they were actually Spinal Tap. Uh, we we got to go back to when they were like when they were doing the skiffle stuff like uh, cups and cakes. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, cups and cakes was when they were uh, flower flower children in the sixties. Wasn't yeah, it? Then fl- and, then, and flower people was and all flower that. people, and then uh, uh, there was give me some money. Yep. Yeah, it's it's it really cool that they did that. They would go back and um, re- kind of retrace the the steps of Spinal Tap. Yeah, and there's like they on screen they're there for like a few seconds, right? And they make entire songs out of it, and wonderfully produced songs. Oh yeah, I mean the guys in the guys that make up Spinal Tap, uh, um, 
Christopher Guest, Michael McKeon, and Harry Shearer are all actually really, really good musicians. Yep. They're, uh, and like the cool, uh, the other cool thing about the, the movie is most of the dialogue was improvised. Yep, that's that's how they just did it back then. It's like the, let's let's keep going. Let's see what's what funny happens. Right? Didn't they do another one? Uh, not not Spinal Tap, but the same crew. Yeah, the same crew, and they all it was pretty much the same, almost the same movie called A Mighty Wind. Right. Um, and it's based on folk music. Okay. Yeah. And it's I I've seen clips of it here and there. It is impossible to find on streaming, and that bothers me. Really? Yeah. There's like I said, I I watch. I'm trying to watch a lot of movies like just streaming now. And that is one that I want to see because I've seen so many, so many funny things about it. Right. You know, Harry Shearer has a line about about their album where, you know, they're so not mainstream that they don't even put holes in it, so you can't even listen to it. <laughs> it's like it's 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 wonder. It's just it's it's pure comedy, and they they do it all with a straight face. That that's a talent in and of itself to be able to do something as absurd as that, and as absurd as the stuff that goes on. In this is Spinal Tap and yeah. do it with a straight face is unreal. I could I couldn't do it. No, I mean it's 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 just a great movie and a great soundtrack. Okay, for my next one, I'm gonna go with The Crow. Okay, great soundtrack. You got the Jesus and Mary Chain, uh, The Cure, uh, Nine Inch Nails. I think is on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Machines of Loving Grace, The Rollins Band. Um, Really, really cool, dark, gritty, late, um, early nineties. Yeah, uh, early, early nineties music capsule to go with a really, really dark and gritty, early nineties movie. Um, I think that's one of the greatest soundtracks ever produced. Yeah, that's that soundtrack. the The sounds on that were almost like I don't want to say the anti grunge, right? But because like y- your hair metal was going away. Grunge was coming into the fold, but that that Jesus and Mary Chains, Nine Inch Nails, it was there, right? And where people thought, oh, this was going to be the next thing to carry us into the next decade, right? But it, it just kind of bubbled below the surface. It, it wasn't, and that you know, this stuff kind of was there in 120 minutes, but you know, Matt Pinfield yeah, says that, hello. Yeah, that's 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 a blast from the past. Yeah, it is. But but you know, that stuff was just kind of there, but not yet. So the soundtrack. Well, yeah, great time capsule of that time period that wasn't grunge. Right. If if for nothing else, Burn by The Cure, Ghost Rider by The Rollins Band, it's you know, a fantastic soundtrack. Much, much love to that. It's to this day one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you got next? Starts off, the soundtrack starts off with a quote, sex and rock and roll the American way. Decline of Western Civilization exactly. to the Metal Years. Awesome movie. I think I wore out my videotape on that one. Yeah, um, I did too. I mean, right now, um, you can find actually all three parts yep. of the Decline of Western Civilization on Prime Video. And I remember the day that the DVD came out, because it was not in, for, for probably licensing reasons. Right. But it was not, you were not able to get the DVD for years. No. All of a sudden, they stay, they released it. I think you messaged me like that day. Yes, I did. Whatever the form it was, it could have been AIM for all I remember for how long ago it was. But I just remember you you messaged me that day and it said, it's out. I'm like, up, oh, and I went right to the store and bought it. 
great. It's 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 one of the best documentaries on the music business that you'll ever see. It's a uh, it's a snapshot of the late '80s LA music scene. Yes, uh, the you know the scene that gave us bands like Poison and Rat. And, uh, you know, it gave birth to hair metal. Yeah. And there were so many bands that are featured in this movie and on this um, soundtrack that never got anywhere. Yeah, they, they kind of, they did, they were, they were famous for that and that was it, like Lizzie Borden. Right. Now, like any, like metal fans will know who these people are, but they didn't get mainstream success. Right. The only bands that really had any mainstream success that were on that soundtrack were uh, Queensryche, who doesn't even appear in the movie. No. Megadeth. Megadeth. Um, London to a much lesser degree. But London was like the training ground for rock stars in L.A. You had guys from so many different bands that came in and out of London. You had Izzy Stradlin and Steve Adler from Guns N' Roses. Blackie Lawless. Nikki Six. Um, Nader DePriest. Nader. <laughs> I don't think he ever got anywhere. Other no, but than... he stayed in London because after the movie came out, he they released the priest. They changed the name to the priest. All the same members, right? And they released down Playa del Rock, which is one of those few albums that I enjoy, song one to the last song. And there are very there are very few that you can enjoy like that, you know? right? And um, but the one band that I that never got any that wasn't on the soundtrack, and they never made it after that was Odin. Odin. I got their album from that era, and it was really good stuff. That was a shame they didn't make it. Who was the three-piece out of Detroit? The three-piece out of Detroit. That did Crash Landing. Uh, I am not... I thought... I I I thought faster. Well, I thought London or Faster Pussycat was doing that. No, Crash Landing was, the, was three dudes from Detroit... Faster Pussycat was on there with Bathroom Wall. Yeah, I remember the scene. London, the guy, uh, London, if you remember the guys from the movie, you had the big haired lead singer with the Harley Davidson suspenders and the chaps on. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was Odin. Okay, yeah. That was Odin. Uh, I cannot remember the name of the band that did Crash Landing. I could have sworn. That's one of my favorite songs out of that movie. Like I said, I could have sworn that... Now I just have to watch it again, just to see, just to see. Right. I mean, it's uh, from the first frame to the last. There's a few low points in it, like Chris Holmes. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. That was a, that was a low point of the movie. I mean, I think that really that's just sad. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, Chris Holmes was the lead guitar player for Wasp, and uh, they do a scene at his house. Actually, it's a bunch of scenes. Every time you see Chris Holmes. He's at his house on an aqua lounger in his pool in his stage clothes, full full on leather, um, drinking bottles upon bottles of vodka, completely smashed out of his mind while his mom sits there and watches it. Yeah, it's it's just a terrible scene. It is terrible. It's it's I, I'm glad that Chris Holmes got the help he needed. Um, another in another like sad thing is to watch Ozzy in it. Yeah, but I th- I think if I remember right, like most of that stuff that they had staged with his hand spilling the orange juice. Oh, I never heard that that was yeah, staged. Yeah, that was all staged. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, he was, there was one line that I can, I could have sworn I saw it in some aspect of the movie, but I'll be, I'll be damned if I could find it anywhere where I could have sworn they asked him about conjuring the devil 
I've got a hard enough time conjuring yes. myself out of bed in the morning. We've said that how many times? It's not in the movie. And I, I could have sworn it was that interview. I could have sworn it was, too. Yeah. Was there like a, a made-for-TV version of that that we didn't see? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, this it's, it's weird to have a Mandela effect and have two people doing it. I know, right? But we can quote the some of the Aerosmith shit. Oh, yes, Aero, Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I probably couldn't. <laughs> I could quote more of the Kiss stuff, I think, because it's like they they just like were all in their Kiss glory at that point. Oh yeah, I mean, you got Paul Stanley laying in bed with like six women. Yeah. Uh, Gene Simmons is uh, in a lingerie, in a lingerie shop. shop. Yeah. It's great. Um, but Aerosmith, you have uh, Joe pa- Joe Perry and Steven Tyler sitting there, and uh, the dir- the director asks Steven, "Did you come back for the money? Yeah. Did you make a lot of money before? Yeah. Where'd it go? Up my nose. See, the weird part about this, I have like all like the the making of uh, permanent vacation, the making of pump, and all those. They those I mean, I have, I have so many quotes from all those guys. I get. All the movies confused. Yeah, well, with the one, the one I can never confu- confuse is uh, they asked Joe Perry the, pretty much the same question. Well, well you got to buy a guitar string somewhere. Yeah, that was the making a pump. That was the making a pump. Yeah, that one I know because I, I absolutely love that movie. I just saw that one again recently. Oh, okay, I think it's my turn, isn't it? Uh, yes. How about help? Okay, uh, who do you suggest we get? No, you dumb fuck. The Beatles movie. Oh, there's no need to be mad at me. Okay, yes. <laughs> uh, actually, we can we can hang on. You're gonna love this. We can run this out to all the Beatles movies. Sure. Why not? You've done it before. Let's keep going with That's it. That's right. The Beatles. You got Hard Day's Night. You got Help. Yellow Submarine. Yellow, yellow Submarine. <laughs> you don't. You do not get to forget Yellow Submarine. Oh, God, I wish I could. <laughs> no, it's a great movie. Sgt. Pepper is one of my favorite Beatles albums, and I'm not even a Beatles fan. Okay, well, how about this one? Since we're on the, like, the Beatles type of uh, wavelength here, let's throw it 180 degrees the other way. How about the soundtrack to Head by the, the Monkees movie? Never heard that. Uh, I don't know it. I, <laughs> from it's, what I understand, it wasn't that good. It's... It's different because it's not the people that were writing the stuff for the Monkees TV show writing it. It was their attempt to write their own music. There was yep. probably a lot of psychedelics involved. Oh, as well. it was very. Oh my god, they were tripping balls. <laughs> they had to be. I mean, Peter Tork fucking dropped uh, dropped ass in Nate Shrooms till the day he died. I think. <laughs> All right, what do you got next? Next. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, number two. Number two. Fa- yes. uh, you son of a bitch, you changed it. What? I have no idea what you're talking about. There's no proof of that. When we did this I- episode the first time, Fast Times at Ridgemont High was number one, and I gave him tremendous loads of shit for it. No, I- You waffled. Wait, no. I'm disappointed no, in you. I don't remember it that way. What I remember is Fast Times being number two, because this is a penultimate 80s soundtrack. You lie, you lie, you lie, you dirty liar. He had it number one. There's last no time. there's no proof of that. No, unfortunately there's not. So the file has been deleted. There you go. So you see that. So it's like number two starts off. Sammy Hagar's in there. The title track. Oingo Boingo with Goodbye. Jimmy Buffett. 
What Jimmy Buffett song? Now, right now, when I wish I had my notes in front of me, it's a good Jimmy Buffett. Oh, it's the uh, Spicoli's theme. I don't oh, okay. know. Okay. Because that's another thing. I don't know, Mr. Hand. I don't know. Because <laughs> like, we all had class with a Spicoli. You're here, and I'm here, so that makes it our time. Yeah. So I'm just having a pizza on our time. <laughs> good movie. That is an awesome movie. It, it, I don't know if it hasn't aged well um, for watching it, because I still think it's a good movie, but I mean, it's really... When you really start to look at it through older eyes, it's the Hamiltons movie. Right. It's a movie about Brad Hamilton. It's a movie about his sister. Right. And all the crap they go through in high school. It really is. Well, here's an interesting little aside talking about Fast Times at Ridgemont High. At one point, I borrowed Bill's video cassette of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And the point where she comes out of the where she comes out of the pool and opens her top was completely blank. It was worn down to nothing. Now who's lying? Not me. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a lie coming from your mouth. <laughs> like, all right. That, I think that's a lie from your mouth. Because yeah. I don't think I've ever, I've ever lent that out. <laughs> yeah, because you know what we I'm would find. Even, I'm not even sure I even own Fast Times on, on VHS, to be honest. <laughs> well, it was a good story. No, but... A fake story. You can't. You can't just tell lies and expect. You know. Yes, I can. <laughs> no, that's that's untrue. <laughs> Go. Uh, what 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 on your scribble sheet do you have now? What well, purple rain? Okay. I'm a huge Prince fan. The guy was a phenomenally talented singer, phenomenally talented guitar player, great great songwriter, and the story in the movie Purple Rain is it's actually very autobiographical for Prince to in certain aspects as you know the stuff with his father but that in my opinion the Purple Rain album is Prince at his peak When Doves Cry mm. Computer Blue Darling Nikki uh, uh, probably uh, you know Darling Nikki I Would Die For You um, and of course the title track, Purple Rain, which is just such a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen this one yet. You, you've you never seen Purple Rain? Not yet. It's on my list now, though, because of last time, you know, your brow beat me in it, but <laughs> it is one that's on my list now. Watch Purple Rain. Yeah, I was going to watch it the other night, but I decided to watch The Martian instead. Really? Well, it was the mood I was in. You just wanted to watch, uh, uh, who's in that? Uh, isn't that Matt Damon? Matt Damon, yeah. You, ju- you just wanted to watch Matt Damon. Well, there was a lot of stars in it, actually. I mean, it was a slow, pa- it was a good movie, slow paced, not not very, not like an action film. I mean, it was very slow paced in like almost two and a half hours, so I had to take two breaks watching it. Then that's, that's to me, that's not the mark of a good movie. Well, like I said, not the more it's a, it's a good movie, but not a good movie that, you know, is something that I like. So basically, what you're saying is you respect the art, but the movie is shit. No, no, the movie is good. If you like that type of movie, it's good. But you don't like that type of movie. Yeah, exactly. So give it your honest opinion. It's shit. No, it's a, it was a good movie. It's, that is my honest opinion. Oh, you are so. You are you are so wishy washy. How is it wishy washy? Oh, what Stanley Kubrick's gonna come in and and 
Was he the one that did that? No, did... Kubrick's been dead for a long no, time. No, wait. Who did a Space Odyssey? That was Kubrick. Who did Alien? Ridley Scott? Ridley, Ridley Scott. Scott. That's the guy who did it. Okay. See, I thought it was Kubrick because they used the same spaceship as they did in the Space Odyssey where it's kind of spinning around. Yeah. And that's where they get the gravity. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, so I don't know. I don't know directors, okay? <laughs> you don't know much of anything, do you? I know a lot of everything. No, you Just don't. not specifics. No, no, no. You know a little You know a little about a lot of things. Yeah. But it's like, I don't, I don't need to know these different directors. Why not? We're talking about movies. You should know some of the facts about the movies. Yeah, I know the facts about the movies. I, I somewhat know who directed them. I could... You know, listen, I could I could fumble my way through a quiz show. No, you couldn't. <sighs> Speaking of quiz shows, let's take a minute here to uh, talk about the passing of America's quiz master. The, in my opinion, one of the best game show hosts in history and one of the people responsible for turning me into a trivia buff. The late, great Alex Trebek. Oh, Alex Trebek, yes. I mean, Jeopardy would not have been the same without Alex. No, and and he was, you know, along with, you know, um, Wink Martindale and um, Chuck Woolery. Right. There was a point when a game show host was a game show host. Yes. Now they just hire a comedian. And, and I'm not talking specifically about Drew Carey, but there are many shows out there that they'll hire a comedian who almost tries to bring the focus on them. Trebek, right, Trebek and that and that and their lot never tried to take the focus. They were there to facilitate and were very entertaining. Yes, and Trebek always exuded a, a degree, a great degree of class. Yes, he did. I mean, but with a show with the format of Jeopardy, you you have to have a host that's dignified, intelligent, well spoken, mm-hmm. and that was definitely Alex Trebek. I'm a big Jeopardy fan. I I watch Jeopardy. At every opportunity I get, um, I play trivia most Tuesday nights. Um, Speaking of which, did you win last week? We didn't play. Oh, after all that. It was election time. No, then the week before that, the week I couldn't show up. No, I didn't go, and I should have. It was Halloween trivia. Oh. I was going to say, without me there, I mean, what are we going to do? Well, here we go. But anyway, back to the biz- Back to business. Yes. Rest easy, Alex. Thank you yep. for many years of uh, many years of wonderful entertainment and presenting a show like Jeopardy with class and dignity. Yes, I salute you, sir. Wait, are we on number one? Are we? Yes. We need to get to your honor honorable mentions. honorable mentions. The ones that almost didn't make the list. No, the ones that didn't make the list almost. And I wrote them down. <laughs> I wrote mine down too. All right. Clerks. Great soundtrack. Great, great movie. Great soundtrack. Um, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Not the excellent adventure. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Let's go back to Clerks. Okay, fine. What's your favorite song from the Clerks soundtrack? Uh, the Talking Heads one. Talking Heads one? Yeah. Nice. Mine's Berserker. <laughs> it's not a real song. <laughs> not a real song. Yes, it is. Just something Kevin threw in there just to be that guy. It's a great song. It's. <laughs> Good scene, but still, yeah, the, the pan away shot, you know, the pull away shot at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, where, where, you know, nothing but flowers is playing. Right. It's just beautiful. Yeah. 
You know, and again, it's just a good soundtrack for the time. There's a lot of stuff on there I've never heard of. Right. Um, Kevin Smith, you know, he made he made a few good films. That one being one of them. He he made a lot of good films. He made three good films, and then he made films. We'll have to agree to disagree. We we discussed this already. Yes, and you already know where I feel about the films. Right. So, well, like I said, we'll have to agree to disagree. I, that just means you know I'm right. So, no, that just means I, <laughs> I know I'm right and you're an idiot. Anyway, what's your next fucking soundtrack? <laughs> Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, not the uh, um, Excellent Adventure. Primarily because God gave rock and roll to you. Oh, God. I like that song. You would. I like that. It's s- not even a Kiss song. Right. That's why I like it. Oh, okay. Well, there's always that. You know, I mean, especially when it's like, you know, Gene Simmons, the bass player, gets the line, you know. You if know, you want to be a singer, oh, play guitar. <laughs> How bad is it that we did the bucket, we did the line in unison and both lifted our hands up like we were lifting a guitar, just yep. like in the video. That's that's just, but it's a great song. The soundtrack is really good, but it just, it didn't make it. Uh, okay, hang on. I got a couple of honorable mentions to throw in here. How about Top Gun? Top Gun. Yes. Days of Thunder with Planes. <laughs> Days of, you're kind of right. Thinking uh, about yep. it after last week, we had this. You, 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 <laughs> use, that, you use that same crack. That yep. same crack. You're kind of right. Yep. They just, like I said, they just needed a. And, and then I thought about it some more. They did have the volleyball scene, the stripper scene in the trailer. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're right. You're, you're right. Um, how about. Uh, Caddyshack. I I didn't think that had much of a sound. I mean, I know it had That's All Right by Kenny Loggins, but I didn't think it had much more. Um, Journey, Any Way You Want It. Okay, I'll... I'll I, I don't know the, the whole... Like I said, I know that has one sound, uh, one song in it. Well, it's for the gopher, man. Yeah. All right, what's your next one? Uh, Ford Fairlane. The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Yes. Oh, Oh, the the wonders of the late '80s when Dice was king. Yep, it was. Uh, yeah, he was on top of the world. Uh, good movie, um, funny movie, very funny movie. Yeah, I actually got to uh, see Art Mooney star on the Walk of Fame. Yes, he did, and yep. he actually texted me a picture yep. of it. Yep. Spoiler alert: It's not underneath Tower Records. It is down the block in front of a empty lot. <laughs> I mean, it. I mean, when I I had to look for it, I mean, it's like you got to be kidding me. I mean, I had to. I mean, and l- let me just be clear about this: Hollywood is not glamorous at all. Hollywood Boulevard is really, really terrible. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I mean, I don't mean it's a terrible. I mean, I'm sure it's very touristy, right? But I, I can remember a definite waft the piss. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, was, there was a definite odor <laughs> on Hollywood Boulevard as I'm going down to find this freaking star. But I'm sure it can't be as bad as the as the the lingering odor in Hoboken, New Jersey. I don't know. Um, I remember I remember the I remember New York having a a, a very uh, pissy smell as well. Yeah, well, it's, it's bad being from a small town sometimes when you don't have that smell. Well, Hoboken and yeah. ba- Hoboken and Bayonne, New Jersey, are about the same. Indian food, garbage, and piss. <laughs> it's just, 
know, I uh, mean, it's sometimes we get a little bit of the, you know, when the wind is just right in town, you get the sewer plant smell. Yeah, just and, right. Yeah, and it, but it, it lingers for a little bit. It's like it's not constant. And you know the, the <laughs> like you get you were talking you're talking about the the where the sewage treatment plant here is in town. Do you remember what being kids and playing baseball there? I I do. <laughs> <laughs> the baseball field right next to the sewer. That's small town for you. Yeah, that is small that town. Is, that is small town. And that <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you have any more honorable mentions? Oh, definitely. Just just a few more. Flash Gordon. Which one? What do you mean? Which one? The one you think I'm talking about? The one from the fifties? Well, make it clear. Fla- the, the one with Queen. The okay. only one with Queen. Okay. I mean, I'm not the biggest Queen fan. As a matter of fact, I really. I think Queen, a lot of stuff has been overplayed. Don't just, yeah, yeah, because sigh at me all you want. It's true. Anybody, no, it's not. But the the soundtrack to Flash Gordon is amazing. Queen uh, is amazing. I I do need to sit down. I, I do. I will be honest because I have a bunch of Queen albums. Uh-huh. And I do need to sit down and just listen to the stuff that's not, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody and that ilk. Because... You know, and that we will rock you stuff. I mean, I just, I just don't care for that. You know that that music. Well, and I'm not, I'm not pissing on anybody who likes it. You've got the taste of a sewer rat. I do not have the taste of a sewer rat. Your favorite band is Aerosmith. You have the taste of a sewer rat. My, my favorite band was Aerosmith. Oh, things have changed. Things have changed. Who's your favorite band now? That's Guar. Guar? Oh, I can't hate you for can't, that. You, you can't see those guys live and not love them to pieces. Oh, God. Well, and speaking of Guar, they're doing a uh, 30th anniversary Scumdogs of the Universe live stream. Oh, when's that coming up? I don't know. Look on their Facebook. Yep. I, I, yeah, I did love, I loved Aerosmith up until Get a Grip. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, I was like, oh, it's getting a little bit weird. Nine, nine lives came. like, oh, boy, this is getting really strange. Just push play. It's like, we're done. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Any more? Uh, two more. Two oh. more. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna save the the best one for that, but Wayne's World. Right. Again, good soundtrack. You know, Feed My Frankenstein by Alice Cooper's on there. Ballroom Blitz. Um, unfortunately, like I said, Bohemian Rhapsody, and um, the title track to Wayne's World. You know, it was great at the time, as everybody's like, you not, you know, and all that. But it, it just does that just didn't age well. No, and. Transformers the movie, the original cartoon. Okay. A beautiful hair metal type soundtrack by bands that nobody knew about. Like who? Well, Lion, I think, was one of them. I, you know, like I said, Andy had mentioned this one. I, I agree it's a great hair metal soundtrack, but I don't know any of the bands, and I don't know any of the songs after that. Stan Bush did The Touch. Okay. Which was in Boogie Nights. Funny scene. You know, Marky Wahlberg singing The Touch. Yeah. Off key. Hilarious. Yeah, I got to I got I got to agree with you. Like I said, it's a good soundtrack, but it's like if it was done by bands. There also is another one that I completely forgot about. What's that? The one. Oh, God. Now I'm blanking on the name of this movie. It was the one with Mark Wahlberg where he was pretty much a Judas Priest story. Oh, Rockstar. Yes. I saw that soundtrack, and it's half songs like by the Scorpions and things like that, and then half songs by like Dragon Force or Dragonfire 
or something like whatever the name of the band was. Right. Steel, Steel Dra- Dragon. Steel Dragon. That was it. And the songs. Are, I mean, it's Zach Wild on guitar. Well, it's it's Zach Wild yeah. on guitar. It's Jeff Pilson from Dokken on bass. Yeah. Uh, or no, Jeff Jeff Pilson who, who on are, drums rather. Wild Mick Brown on bass. It's 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 Dokken with Zach yeah. Wild. I mean, it's and the singer for Steelheart. It's it's a it's a fun it's a fun soundtrack. It is a great soundtrack. You know, I completely forgot about that one. Too. I I've rem- I remembered it like much later on as I, I was like, oh wow, this, but it's half like Steel Dragon, half just eighties hair metal. Yeah, really you know? good soundtrack. Yeah. Real, um, kind of a cheesy movie. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like, I kind of like the end of the movie, which was just hilarious. Well, where he just pulls the random dude up on stage yeah. and like, He's like, where are you going? Hey, I gotta take a piss. Yeah, <laughs> he just walks out. Just walks out. Um, if you don't know, the story of Rockstar is a fictionalized version of the story of a guy named Ripper Owens, Tim Owens, who took over vocal duties for Judas Priest in the '90s when Rob Halford left the band. Um, it's a fictionalized account of his story. He was discovered on YouTube when YouTube was like in its infancy, uh, fronting a Judas Priest tribute band. And they swore that the dude was not singing. He was lip syncing to Halford's vocals. That's how spot on he was. So they flew Tim Owens, Judas Priest flew Tim Owens to England and said, uh, you know, can you really do this? He did it. They gave him the gig in the band. Now, which albums? Which album or albums was he on? I don't remember. Was it Jugulator? Jugulator. Okay. Jugulator, and I think he did one more, but I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, a lot of the later Judas Priest stuff. I really, I, I wasn't. You know, I was into like the early Priest. Right. You know, and it came to like there was some stuff on there, but I mean, I, I remember the story, but I didn't remember. I, I still like I said Judas Priest. I mean, I still don't think they can put out anything bad. No, I mean, here we are, fifty years into Priest's career. Yeah, because Rockarola came out in '74. Was Rockarola their first one? Rockarola was their first one. Oh wow! Um, Rockarola came out in like '74, um, and they had been together for a few years before that. Priest is just Priest is just Priest, man. That, yeah. they're they're they keep going, they keep killing it, and they're a timeless band. Yeah, and they're, they're just. They're just amazing to to watch on the, you know, you watch a YouTube video of a priest of a priest concert. It's just amazing to see. Yeah, it is. And the funny thing, I, I, I heard a piece of trivia once a long time ago that Halford never cursed on any priest songs. Not that I can recall. I don't. And but there is one, I guess, song recently right. that he actually said the word ass or something like that. Right. But like none of their songs. Any of their songs have any curses in them? No. Uh, you know what? I'm going through my memory banks of Judas Priest lyrics, and I can't think of anything. Yeah, so you see, it can be done. It can be, but I, fu- I, pref- I fucking prefer not to. <sighs> sorry, sorry you have to hear that, people. We do try to maintain a clean show here. No, we don't. Some of us do. Some of us do. Some of us care. Okay, Girl Scout. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> Since we don't have a video component to this show yet, I clutched the pearls. <laughs> he clutched the pearls. Don't worry, folks. One day the YouTube channel will come. Oh my! God. And you can see the palatial, the palatial <laughs> uh, under uh, fortress of solitude that we record in. Yes, this, this 
dank basement. Literally by my next to my basement steps. It's great. We're gonna just have to get some good pictures up here. Sure. I mean, uh, I'm agreeing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have your, I don't know, let's call it baseball and football. I don't know. I have some baseball and football stuff. All right, all right. Mark McGuire, um, some Raiders stuff. Tim Brown. You, you know. Go ahead, look. Go ahead, look, because you don't know what you have in your own walls. Go ahead, look. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. It, it is my uh, autograph, Tim Brown. Well, if we're gonna get, if we're gonna get any picture, I want a picture of Alexi Sale. <laughs> I'm da- I'm as, completely down with that. As Jersey Bolovsky, I am completely down with Alexi <laughs> Sale. Uh, you know what? We should put him on this wall. Yes, so and, definitely. Uh, you can't see what I'm doing, but put it on the wall <laughs> to our to my left, Bill's right, and that way we can put the camera to my right, Bill's left, and you'll see us and Alexi Sale. That'd be great. He is our spirit animal. Yes, he is. <laughs> All right, back to business. What's your number one? Did we do that already? No, we did our honorable mentions. Okay, uh, it's number one, greatest soundtrack of all time. Greatest? Heavy metal. You son of a bitch, that was number two last time. <laughs> it was not. It was? It was not. What, what happened is, I think what you're thinking of is my, my, my printer was askew. So it accidentally printed the second first. Okay, we'll go with that. And and that's why now I oh I got it I got it right. I I browbeat him about having <laughs> Fast Times at Ridgemont High as his number one soundtrack of all time, and he caved. He buckled like a belt. I he buckled like a belt. But no one because you- because last week I had as my number one soundtrack of all time. You guessed it, boys and girls. Heavy metal. Look at that. Now we agree on something. Yeah, because you realized I was right and you were wrong. I don't think, I don't remember you saying heavy metal though. I did. Okay, well, you know, we'll we'll just agree. You're right. We will just agree. (laughs) Be great soundtrack. Sammy Hagar and Don Felder, two different versions of like heavy metal. Two two different songs called heavy metal. Working in a Coal Mine. Yep. By um, Devo. Black Sabbath with the Mob Rules. Yes, which is, I went and listened to the actual album Mob Rules. It's a different version. It's a it's a harder mix of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and it's like, that's like the first version of Mob Rules I ever heard. Okay. And then later on, I heard the, you know, the Black Sabbath version from the album. Right. And it was like, oh, this is, this is different. It's a little bit lighter, you know, you know, but not, not, not like it's like, you know. Just mixed differently. Yeah, mix, it's, it's just a different mix, and it's it's really good. I mean, there's just some really great songs on that album that you could just... And the movie itself is just a wonderful period piece yeah. of just, you know, animation with just a small, call it a storyline somewhat running through it. <laughs> very, very loose thread. Yeah. My favorite scene of it, I think, was always the um, the B-52 bomber. That is a great scene. Oh my god, that is such an awesome scene. That scene probably gave me a nightmare or two. What was what what scene made you laugh the loudest? Or laugh the hardest. Stern. Stern? Oh my god, Stern. Just was <laughs> just just chasing him through the whole thing. Stern. That is that is such a great freaking uh such a great scene. Uh the one uh, the one that always got me laughing 
was the two aliens snorting all the oh all my the, god all Nyborg the coke, all the Nyborg <laughs> which yeah. Nyborg coffee in Broadheadsville yeah and they and they took they took that scene completely out of like when you see it for like the on television stuff right and it's like all it is is like they start up they start up the big vacuum cleaner looking thing. Uh-huh. And then cut to a scene where they're just kind of sitting at the controls. And they're all zooted out. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're not going to acknowledge this. <laughs> yeah, that, that, they, that they snorted mountains of space coke. Yeah. Yeah, it, they took Cheech and Chong with the space coke from uh, yeah. next movie and just... Yeah, and it was like Harold Ramis and John Candy. And all yes, those, it was. And all those Second City guys, Eugene Levy. <clears throat> right. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think Joe Flaherty was in it. Yeah, it was all the Second City yeah, guys. Yeah, it, it, basically it was. All the voice actors were yeah. Second City guys. And it was just just a you know a hilarious movie, absolutely from the beginning to the end, from the minute that title scene opens up, yeah, and it just goes on. It's just a weird weird ride and wonderful. Yeah, it is. It's a great movie. It's a great soundtrack. If you haven't seen it, find it on a streaming service. Find it somewhere where it's uncut. You'll you'll really I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah, avoid the sequel, Heavy Metal Two Thousand. Yeah, very bad movie. That is that. The soundtrack is okay, very industrial. Right. But it the movie itself was just a train wreck. Yeah, it it, it it's like Caddyshack 2 level bad. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of movies. That's a, that's see that's there's a list. Sequels that they shouldn't have even bothered making. Yeah, we, we can do that at a later date, yeah. but we're going to We're go, not going to do movies. We're not doing th- movies 3 weeks in a row. So that's it. That's our uh that's our best soundtracks of all time. Um, if you agree with us, if you disagree with us, feel free to drop us a line about it. Um, I'll tell you how to drop oh, us a yeah, line. Nobody can disagree with my list. My list was just, just utter perfection. I can disagree with your list, but that's neither here nor there. I can disagree with you on a lot of things. So now before we close out, we touched on the passing of Alex Trebek earlier. Um, we lost another icon this past week. The great Sean Connery. The original 007. Yes. Actually, I think there might have been one guy that did Bond before him. Nope. He was the first. I would have to fact check that. I already did. Believe me, yeah. They didn't even want him to do Dr. No. Really? Yes. Uh, um, Albert R. Broccoli, which is an awesome name. Yes, it is. But they did not like Sean Connery. How can you not like Connery? Well, they they didn't like him, and they they pleaded to put him in in Doctor No, and they and they did, and they succeeded. Yes, okay, it was it was very good. Now, at one point, I think it was last year. I think I did this. I watched all the James Bond movies in chronological order. Okay, uh, even the bad one with David Niven. Oh, I had to. It was part of it. You, you can't just skip them, but right. I gotta say, and he was the first, and there was a lot of the tropes that Bond have has done. Yes, but I really felt sometimes that they could have done a lot more with the movies. Yeah, um, I mean, and to be honest, Connery was so much more during his career than James Bond, even though oh, yeah. he will always be known as James Bond. He's done some fantastic stuff in other in other places. For a cheesy action movie, you can't beat The Rock. The Rock is such a great movie. He's awesome in that. He's phenomenal in The Hunt for Red October. Um, I think that may be one of that may that is one of my favorite Connery films. 
the hunt for red october he's 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 classic in there as the as the russian submarine captain sean connery uh rest easy good yep. sir but big, as as huge an icon as ever and you know also i remember his uh i don't know it was a, a tribute they did to him it wasn't a roast it was a tribute right and they he had as much fun with the characters that he had created i mean mike myers did a wonderful send up of him yeah i mean and, and he had a blast with it I would, you know, what I would really like to see um, with the passing of Alex Trebek and Sean Connery in the same week. I would like to see SNL do just like uh, a tribute of their Jeopardy spoofs. Oh, definitely. Get, that get, would be so great. Get Will Ferrell on the phone. Get Darrell Hammond on the phone. Yes. And just just kind of have the, and let them let them do it. Yep. Because Al, I know Alex Trebek. It, it was you know he loved. Will Ferrell's Trebek loved it. Yes, he absolutely. I don't know if Sean Connery loved the spoof. Who knows? But he did love everything that was about him. He did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had, he had a he had a massive ego. Yeah, and it can be done tastefully. Yes, it can. You know? Um, I mean, if nothing else, play a few of the 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 classic, oh. the the classic skits. Yeah, because they 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 are definitely hilarious. Yes, they are. If you've never seen them, get on YouTube. Google Saturday Night Live Jeopardy. It's yeah. great stuff. They would have to bring in. Uh, they would have to bring in uh, Norm Macdonald to reprise uh, his Burt Burt Reynolds though. Not that's not my name. Ah, but Turd Ferguson. Turd, Turd Ferguson. Is a funny hat. Look at this funny hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good stuff. Um, two icons that will never be forgotten: Alex Trebek, Sean Connery. Rest easy, gentlemen. Thank yes. you for thank you for the entertainment. All right, now last order of business in today's episode. I we have an old friend named Ryan Haggerty. Ryan is the owner and proprietor of an independent record label and music uh, independent vinyl record shop called Pie Records, and he messaged me asking me to review the new the upcoming release of one of his signees of a band that uh, Pi Records is going to be putting out. They're a band called Black Valley Moon. You can find them on Facebook at facebook.com slash Moon. The review is, for my part of it, is very simple. These guys are fan-fucking-tastic. It's a comedy. Think of a combination of horror punk, surf rock, and just like '60s uh, garage band music. the The upcoming seven inch starts with an instrumental, which I apologize, guys. I cannot pronounce the name. It's something in French. I'm not that smart, but it's a really cool instrumental. When you listen to it, you think all. I, when I listen to it, all I can think of is. Vincent Vega driving down Hollywood Boulevard in Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, I definitely, I definitely got a Tarantino vibe when I was listening to it. Right, and uh, then the next one that we listen to is a song called "Moonlight Bath," which we're gonna play in its entirety at the end of this show, um, with the permission from Black Valley Moon. Thanks, guys. "Moonlight Bath" is just such a super cool song. Um, once again, the horror punk garage surf vibe. 
I hear a lot of uh, Tito and Tarantula in there. The, these guys are really out of the box. It's not your average. Uh, it's not your average rock band. These guys are doing something no, but different. They, they make all those different genres kind of work, right? Which is which is amazing because I mean, if you listen to it, you know you can you can hear you know the Misfits, you can hear the Beach Boys, you can hear uh, Dick Dale, Dick Dale. Yeah, you can hear all this stuff, but it's like it's not like it's like tossed together willy nilly. No, it it all really works. It does. It works fantastically. Something we didn't talk about the last time. Uh, the guitar player for Black Valley Moon um, is also the guitar player for the punk band Down By Law. Okay. Yeah. Super cool, super cool music, super cool band. I cannot recommend it enough. The final track, which is also the title track, Vampirella, mm-hmm. is probably my favorite track on the on the three of the three. I think Vampirella's done really well. Uh, Bill had a hard time understanding understanding it because it's all in Spanish, and Bill's like me and not all that smart. No, no, no. Now let's 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 not say I had a hard time understanding it. I, the music itself, the lyrics transcended the music. Absolutely. You didn't need to know, you know, what they were saying to understand the feeling of the song. No, you don't. Um, even if you don't speak Spanish, yeah, it was, you get it was a what, brilliant you, song. You get what's going, what's coming, at, coming your way with uh, Vampirella, and you get what's coming your way with Black Valley Moon. These guys are phenomenal. They're I I cannot recommend them highly enough. Uh, do me a favor, do them a favor, do their do yourselves a favor. Go onto their Facebook page, give them a like, give them a follow. Once again, it's myspace.com. MySpace. Not MySpace. What the fuck? Is this nineteen? Is wow. this two thousand and three? Wow! I, you know, wow, <laughs> wow! Talk that, about a brain fart. That is awesome, man. Hey, let me let me boot up ICQ. Oh and, my! And see- <laughs> <laughs> What's your AIM name? <laughs> oh jeez. Okay, sorry guys. I apologize. Facebook.com slash Black Valley Moon. While you're on Facebook, go check out my friend Ryan Haggerty at Pi Records. Facebook.com slash Pi Records. He runs, like I said, a small independent label based out of Philadelphia. Vinyl records, everything you need. In the links to the or in the description of this episode, I'm gonna put links to Black Valley Moon's MySpace, Pi Records is MySpace, and also the Pi Records website, which is uh, where you go if you want to buy something from Ryan, support Pi Records, buy small, buy local, support independent music. And did you mean to say MySpace again? Did I? Oh, did I say MySpace again? This is awesome. This is just <laughs> awesome. That's it. You're, grow, you're growing your mullet out, man. You're growing your mullet out. Oh, going back in time. Son of a bitch. This, is, this, this. I, I don't want no, because I know MySpace has a music. Kind of wet. Maybe they do have a MySpace page. I know. I don't know. I know that it still is a music type site, but it's like I don't know if they're just doing house music and trance anymore. <laughs> you know. So if you want to, if you want to hear the, please go to MySpace. But ah, uh, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I can't edit this out because this is gold. <laughs> yes, I I, ref- I refuse to let you. <laughs> I can't edit this. This is gold. <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> Facebook.com/slash my uh, Black Valley Moon. I almost said Facebook. Facebook.myspace. Facebook.myspace.org. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> you know, the, the worst part is I'm not even drinking. I could this could be excusable if I was drunk. Oh, no, but it is really it is really good. You just do a, do a Google search for them, find them. They are they are excellent. Yes, they are. Um, like I said before, at the end of this episode, I'm gonna include the entire track of Moonlight Bath. Um, the intro track that you heard was also Black Valley Moon. That was Vampirella. So check them out. Check us out. You can find us. On Facebook.com slash Oh No, Not Them Pod. I almost did it again. <laughs> you can find us. You can email us. Oh No, Not Them Pod at gmail.com. You can find us. Anchor.fm slash Oh No, Not Them Pod. And we're on Twitter at Oh No, Not Them Pod 1. Find us. Give us a like. Give us a review. Give us some ideas of what kind of bullshit we could talk about. With that being said, I'm Eric. And I'm Bill. And we'll see you next time. Bye.